This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope. Hello, our wonderful friend. Welcome once again to your own program, The Heart of the Church. This is where we want to study scripture and apply it to our lives. And we are so fortunate to have our friends still still in the studios with us to study God's word. They are Gloria Osei-Bafu, Frank Opokuboy. Gloria and Frank, thank you so much. We appreciate you coming in every day to help us with the scripture. My name is Emmanuel Lai, your host. We're looking at learning from Jesus for today, Monday. And before we delve into the the, work, the word of God, we want to ask our sister Gloria to pray with us. Our Father in heaven, we thank you once again for this day and for giving us your word. Father, having availed your word, word unto us, we pray that you grant us every insight into your word this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we're looking at learning from Jesus. Um, he's the best example to learn from. That is Jesus himself. But then what do we learn from Jesus and Gloria if we want to look at the example of Jesus Christ? Yes, uh, we are told that we are provided a classic and the best example in the life of Jesus Christ. That's he having been uh, brought down to us as human he lived the example that we are supposed to live such that he was so familiar with scripture to the to the point that even in the face of temptation he we, we are not told that he had to evoke uh, rebuke kill the devil and all that but with the use of the scripture we are told he was able to even quote exact words because he understood the content and the context in which they, 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 they were used. He was able to draw on scripture to fight the devil and the temptation, and he won. And so with us, if we familiarize ourselves with scripture, uh, the devil cannot prevail over us. So one example of Jesus Christ to us is to familiarize ourselves with scripture. Any more examples of uh, Jesus Christ and what we can study from him? Uh, Frank? In fact, Jesus Christ being our example, we have a lot to study about Jesus Christ. We have understood that he knew the scripture. He was even able to quote it as a weapon against the devil. But we should also understand that in that instance, the devil also quoted. If you remember, the devil also quoted so then it tells us that it is not just about knowing. After knowing, we need to apply. And the application also lies in obedience. So it means that Jesus Christ was obedient to the word of God. Though he was the word, he was obedient to the word of God. So while we learn, we memorize the scripture, we understand the scripture, we and in fact know every detail about the scripture. If we have used the best method in studying and getting the right understanding and we do not apply them in our lives, in quote, they are useless. So we need to be applying them. In the same way, in the example of Jesus, he was admonishing others to also learn. So uh, I think in a threefold 
then we are seeing Jesus Christ knowing the scripture. He also lived by the scripture. Then he admonished others to also do what? Live by the same scripture. That should be our example, our dear friend, because all too soon we've come to the end of our lesson. And it's our prayer that you let these words imbibe in you and then you live by it. We'll ask our sister Gloria to pray with us as we close the session. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the example you've given us through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Father, there's no way we can compare ourselves with Christ, but we pray that you avail the Spirit that you made that made him overcome even all early pressures for him to have prevailed and won the victory father make the spirit available unto us in jesus name amen amen our dear friend out there will be coming your way tomorrow with jesus versus scripture and it's a question actually to see how we are comparing jesus and scripture we know you learn something from that also and it's our prayer that at the end of the day you will be blessed. Have a wonderful time and stay blessed. Hello, my dear friend. Welcome to Adventist World Radio, and you are welcome to our segment, The Youth Corner. And this is a program we meet to discuss very interesting topics that affect all facets of life. And today we are here to discuss a very interesting topic. And then our topic for today is relationship. And this is a, a topic I believe you are going to be really amazed to listen. I am Eugene Kovnat Akra, your host for today, and I'm here with we promise you a very insightful section. Alright, so going straight to my able panelists. Um when you talk about relationship, a lot of people have different ideas about relationship, you know. And I want to go straight to Kuma. Kuma, what is relationship in general? Okay. A relationship simply means a connection between um two or more people, either by me association or blood. Yeah. I think that's the basic. Okay, me association of blood. Israel, I'd like to, if you can add something so, to that. As my brother Kuma just said, you know, um, it's a connection, a total connection between two or more people, either by adoption, blood, friendship, and etc. Okay. All right, so Jemima, I want to ask you this question, okay? When it comes to the types of relationship, okay, what are they? Uh, for the types of relationship, we have uh, the family relationship type where you are uh, you are bound or in a relationship with someone based on family, based on blood, I would say. And even with family too, we have based on adoption and then based on marriage. Okay. So, And we also have acquaintances okay. uh, type of relationship. We have friendship. Individuals can be in friendship for a very long time okay. that they build on their relationship. And we also have the romantic kind of relationship which when most people get into it, oftentimes it leads to marriage. Okay. So I think these are some of the types of relationship we know around. Okay. But before I go to Kuma, I'd like to ask you, okay, uh, some of our relationship toxic. Mm-hmm. Can we have a toxic relationship? Oh, yes, of course. We can have a toxic relationship. When the conflict in the relationship is rampant, mm-hmm. you are always in conflict or you are often uh, disagreeing with issues, with thoughts. 
So it just becomes a toxic relationship. But we should also know that some people choose to stay in toxic relationships because maybe they have this enjoyment of it. It's not everybody. We are not advised to stay in toxic relationships. However, it exists and some people choose to stay in it. But as a Christian youth, I don't think you're supposed to stay in toxic relationships. Okay, so um, Kuma, just speaking from what Jemima said, okay, when you talk about toxic relationship, okay, how do you understand by that? Um, toxicity, to me, could involve abuse in a relationship. So I would like to talk about that side, right? Abuse comes in several forms, physical, mental, emotional, and every other stuff. Yeah, so if you're in a relationship and then not only having conflicts, but also there's an, a form of abuse, whether the person drags you along by the hair or something and you feel it is not right. That is a toxic relationship. You should exit as, as fast as possible. But as she said, some people kind of feel that zeal. It makes them, I don't know, a rush of adrenaline. I don't know. But that, to me, classifies a relationship as toxic. So, yes, that's my input on toxic. On toxic relationship, okay. So, Israel, I want to ask you another question on toxicity, okay. When it comes to toxic relationship, when can you leave? How can you leave? that relationship how can you leave because at times it's very difficult that is the truth it's very difficult to leave so how can you leave okay so as we are talking about the toxic relationship now you being into the toxic relationship depends between you and um, the couples because um if you can't tolerate the person sometimes we see say the person that you are relating to now you he or she may be your liking to be your liking to the extent that you can't exempt that person from a life so if indeed you can advise or talk to each other so they can collaborate in that relationship. It becomes very good. But if to further notice each um, the toxicity of the relationship doesn't change, then it means that you don't have to exit in that uh, uh, relationship because later it's going to create another problems. Okay. So our discussion is becoming hotter. Jemima, I want to add to some. Yeah. Um. I I think you you are asking about when to exit. Um. When things get so worse, Kuma mentioned abuse. So the basis of relationship is actually to get to know each other, to be happy, to build on things. It's a positive thing. Rather, you are in a relationship where you are always in pain, you are crying, you are suffering, you are wasting money. Obviously, you are not gaining anything out of the relationship. Now, this relationship could be your, even your sibling. Could be your cousin, could be your husband, your wife, your best friend. Okay. But then every time you meet this individual, it's just so toxic and it's so draining. Okay. You should exit, and I think that's what you want to you you want us to talk about it. All right, um, I want to I want you to pause there. You are going okay. to go further into that, okay? In in our in in our pre, in, in our subsequent sections. All right. So I would like to ask this: so What's dating? I want to narrow it down into love relationships. What's dating? Israel, I would like you to take that. What's dating? <laughs> All right. When we talk uh, about dating in general terms, dating is a romantic relationship between two opposite sex trying to assess themselves. That is the general definition for dating. So this type of, um, when you talk about dating, it means that op- between opposite sex assessing themselves. Between opposite sex mm-hmm. assessing themselves. Okay. All right. So Kuma. Okay. So it involves two people, as you rightly said. Who are assessing themselves the assessment comes in for their suitability as a partner in future for marriage right that is usually the main aim so it's a social 
is something that is social. People meet people, have interactions and everything to assess themselves, to put them further into an intimate relationship. Uh, uh, dating is not yet intimate. Dating is just going out, finding more about the person. And as he said, boring the word assessing to find out the suitability. Okay, so so yes. based on the fact that you are going out and you check in whether you are both compatible, okay, I'd like to ask you my mother's question. When it comes to assessing, that is in Ghana, Mm. Or even in Africa, do you think we date? Do you think we date? Well, yeah, some people do date. Okay. People do date. But isn't not isn't it mistaken for mistaken for probably courting? Yes, which you are going to go, which you are going to also delve into that because um, my my honest opinion is that I see people not really dating. Mm. Okay, but I don't know how your input is going to be. But what what age do you, are you considered, or at what stage are you fit to date? Okay, this this is an interesting question. Yeah, very dicey. Okay, but I want us to go into that. So Kuma, Kofi, at what age? Okay, can one date? Okay, I think that topic is is it boils down to what is socially acceptable in the region the person finds him or herself in comparing ourselves to the western world i don't think they have limitations that is what i think i've been seeing movies and all these um online articles about 13 15 four years being dressed up and telling them they are going on dates because their definition or their understanding of dating is getting to know someone but here what we know if you are dating someone you are with the person. You are doing things. When I say things, I mean things that are supposed to be for intimate relationships, right? So I, I, I wouldn't conventionally. There is no acceptable age for dating. But then, if I'm to guess, <laughs> well, I, I still don't think I'm in, I'm in the situation. <laughs> As Arada Kumar just said, that when you look at the Western world, um, you know, that actually have a. Uh, the criteria here for their case or uh, people to date. But when you check our culture, I think that in Ghana, it's up from 18 years going upwards. Okay. That's how I think it can be. But here lies the case. Wait, here lies the case. You have 13-year-olds mm-hmm. on social media, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Funding themselves all in the name of dating. So I don't know. I beg to differ, but <laughs> let's move on. Okay, so... Um, let's go deeper, okay? When you say going steady, all right, how different is going steady from dating? Going steady, okay. I like to start from Jemima. Mm-hmm. When you say going steady, what does it mean? Now you see, going steady is something that we are not familiar in our culture here in Africa or in Ghana. Uh, it's more of a Western term and what they do. For example, those in high school where in our culture here, uh, you tell your mom you are dating, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. But then there, we say we are going steady because we are close. We are getting to know each other. But because we are young, we'll do this till the long haul. And then sometimes even family members are aware of what both of them are doing. And it's cool with them. So probably in the society, they know that this guy is with this person, this person is with this person. So that's when you are trying to go steady, you are young, but you guys have that affectionate for each other. So you really want to bond together every time. Sometimes you are even best friends, but then it's more than just friendship. Okay. And families are aware of this. Okay. But in our society, rarely would we even have the 
community supporting such for it to be referred as <laughs> going steady. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so your mother will tell you there's no study here. <laughs> you only have to study, read your books. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> so we don't really do that here. That's why most uh, young people also tend to have that secretive form of dating. Okay, so uh, I'll come to the secretive form of dating and courtship. I, I have interest in that. But before you, come, you go there, okay, I would like to go to Kuma. Kuma, when you say going steady, okay, um, how do you take it? What's your point of view? Going steady. Okay, literally, going steady. Steady means like fixating. If that is, that's how I understand steady. So probably here in this stage, the, the person who is going in, let's say I am the one who is going steady with someone it means i have gone past dating okay. that's seen people just to know them maybe i've seen you let's go out let's go and have ice cream and then what's your name and then how do you come then we are ethnic group and that thing but then i found out after dating several people not having sexual interactions with them i found one person i'm like oh no this girl i think i can do something with her so that is when i'm going steady with that particular girl yes so when when do you actually go steady okay when i when i say when do you actually go steady okay i mean um when do you upgrade based on what <laughs> kuma is saying when do you upgrade dating when do you upgrade um your date to going steady okay jemima you see uh just as kuma said for dating you were getting to know each other and then you've identified one person that you really want to be steady with for a very long time but in in reality when someone picks someone in dating from dating usually in adult life then you just enter into courtship but then courtship you have a motive of marriage Mm -hmm. but if i'm still 17 i'm not ready for marriage so then the next thing i have to do or i can do is go in steady rather so maybe i can go steady with a guy we are committed to each other for probably five years so when I'm done with college. He's done with college. We are still together. Then we can have the purpose of marriage. So we move from that into courtship. Then we can plan and marry. So it really, the terms apply to individuals based on your age. You started dating early. So obviously you go through the dating, the going steady, the courtship. But when you're 26, this is not a stage you want to follow. (laughs) My dear listener, if you are now listening to us, we are discussing relationship and it's really getting hotter. Okay. And I'm learning a lot of vocabularies that is even going steady. And I, <laughs> there, are a lot of, there are a lot of things some of us might not know, but there's a difference between dating and going steady. All right. Before I go to Israel, okay. But Israel, I would like to go straight forward. Okay. One thing I want to ask is that when you talk about quarter, all right. Now we've gotten to understand that there's a difference between dating and going steady all right so you can upgrade your dating to going steady now when it comes to courting what's courting and its purpose okay so when we talk about courtship and, and its purpose in relationship it means that at that stage you know, both partners are ready to get married as we've already talked about so during that stage you know the the partners already know themselves very well they've accepted themselves and they're in the lie to get married they are in their lives to get married. Mm-hmm. So that is the purpose yeah. of courting. Okay. Kumar, do you want to add to that? Yes. Um, usually being Christians, that is the stage where you, you, you determine if it goes well. I don't know if I am right. That is what I think. Because if you are going steady, obviously you, you've tried praying about it or you have prayed about it. And that is more physical at the going steady stage. But then courtship is something that is going to b- bind the two of you. 
Yes, by holy matrimony. So I think that is where that is the stage that precedes engagement. Yeah. Yeah. So that is All right. So I'll come to Jemima, okay. Jemima, when do we how do you know? If I'll put it that way, how do you know we are caught in each other? Uh, we know, but by both of us agreeing, <laughs> we have to make a conscious effort that now it seems uh, we are both ready to settle down. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should get serious in our relationship. So what do we mean by serious? It's the courtship phase that if probably both parties haven't really met most of the family members, that's when you try to bring family members in. In courtship stages, you try to involve other people in to increase the security of the relationship because you've come far. And as we said, with courtship, your objective is to be together, to marry. We are not saying that all courtship lead to marriage. No, because... and. Uh, not all engagement even lead to the final marriage. But then that is the purpose. So more people are involved and then there's more planning ahead. And both parties are very serious. Okay. All right. So um, when we, we go further, okay, we are still lingering around dating and courtship. Yep. Okay. I want to come back to what I left. That is the secrecy when it comes to appearance. Okay. Um. Jemima, you were saying something that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of youth, they, they tend to secretly date without the knowledge of their parents. Why do you think that is so? Is it from the parent side or from the kid side? All right, Kuma, before, I'd like you to also answer your own assignment, but Kuma, do you, how do you comment on that? Uh, the secrecy boils down to how the parents take whatever is being brought to them. That's how I, 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 that's my opinion. Because if truly my definition of dating is what is known or is in the dictionary that I'm getting to know someone, at least you should be able to be seen everywhere with the person just because you're just getting to know the person. Not Nothing strange, no sexual intentions, right? So if the child or the, the young adult, sorry, is prepared to come out to everybody to say, I'm not having any sexual interactions with this guy or this lady. I'm just getting to know the person. And then this is what is happening. And mommy or daddy also accepts and understands this. Then that's the way forward. We can prevent the secrecy there. So that everything is brought to light. And then monitoring can be more keen, severe. So Israel, okay, thank you very much for your contribution. Israel, you know, most of the time, the secrecy has to do with the parents. Some of parents are being authoritative. Okay. So in that case... All right. How how do how as parents, if a parent is watching us or listening to us, okay, how do they advise themselves? What's what's the right way to go? Because how do they become soft in terms of dealing with their children in these areas? Right. So now, when you look at these generational people that we are coming, and we we we've turned positive to be negative and negative to be positive, because um the child can even tell you. Uh, she or she is my study mate, my classmate, my schoolmate. But in, in the detail, it's a lie. So that have created an impression to parents that uh, whatever you come, don't bring any guy yeah. in the house, <laughs> don't bring any lady. You see what I'm talking yeah, about. But if it's a hope to be in the right format, there is nothing wrong with you dating someone. There is nothing wrong with that. But because of how our pre- uh, previous people or our predecessors have done it, you know, it have created um, something into our parents that uh, before uh, when we see we starting with uh, 
working with uh, your choir uh, member <laughs> or your youth choir uh, member, then they will be thinking that definitely there's nothing, there's something wrong going on. Okay. But as a parent, what you can do is, that's the reason why our parents are supposed to be our first friends. If they always come to us to ask us questions and give us more advice and knowledge about this, they, 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 we will know a lot about it so that we will not do the negative side of it. Okay, well, that, that is a wonderful one. Um, Jemima, what um, actually, why, okay, why does the youth, most youth really prefer dating to courting? Because for dating, it's just fun, first of all. Second of all, you are not more liable because there's really no commitment. Okay. There is less commitment. The idea is we are getting to know each other. So if I get to know you today and I don't like it, I can leave. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes me. Yeah. So because, because of less liability, it's simple okay. to enter and exit. And everybody loves freedom. Yeah, so yeah. we prefer that. <laughs> Especially when we are young and you just want to have fun. Okay. Yeah, so okay. I think that's All why. right, okay. So there, there are more to go, but our time wouldn't permit us to prove that. Next week is going to be more exciting. That is true. And uh, my dear listener, I want you to stay tuned and listen to the subsequent uh, meetings or discussion because it's going to grow hotter and hotter. Okay, stay tuned. Thank you very much for your time. Have a wonderful day. We would like to hear from you. So call us on the number plus 233-5015-61849 plus 233-5015-61849. You can also email us at the address Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com. Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com. You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists, P.O. Box KS17564, Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa. For AWR Ghana, I am Bell. May God bless you. Voice of hope. Voice of hope.